Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Now, it is my sincere hope that angry protesters do not storm the Supreme Court. But I think we all know, let's be honest, if there is a mirror image of January 6th, now maybe they learn their lessons and they won't let people in to wander around the Supreme Court. I don't even know if you can, to be totally honest. But if there is a mirror image of, mirror image event of January 6th, let's say it's on June 6th. If on June 6th, the decision comes down and protesters breach the barricades, begin fighting with police officers, attempt to enter the chambers, what they would be doing, I don't know. They couldn't really stop the decision from being made. You know, when they talk about insurrection, if the decision is voted upon or there is a plan to vote upon, the, the Supreme Court building, like the Congress itself, is a, is a symbol. It is a symbol. If the Supreme Court building were to burn to the ground tomorrow, that would not end the work of the Supreme Court. There would be a temporary facility while Congress budgets to build a new Supreme Court building. Now, it's made of stone. It's not likely to burn down. But you get the point. If the building with the title Supreme Court were to come crumbling down for any reason, that would not end the work of the Supreme Court. So storming it would not put an end to the decision by the nine unelected people who ultimately would make that decision. You know, I, I, I'm a civil-minded person, and I, ask, I only ask one thing of people who disagree with me. I mean, look, if you want to call up and scream, I'm going to tell you this, if you want to call up and scream and yell at me, it is entertaining. It's funny. We're, we're laughing at you. I'm laughing at you. Even if I, you don't even hear me laughing you don't, uh, inside, I'm laughing inside. I'm laughing at you. And the rest of the audience is laughing at you. You know, if you notice what Sam Alito said about overturning Roe v. Wade is that it would not make abortion illegal. It would return to the states where citizens and voters have to convince one another of their position. That, in essence, at the state level would be democracy. This is what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. There's no sword in the stone. In the American federal government, you don't grab the decoder ring and now all of a sudden all of the constitutional power transfers to you. It doesn't work that way. But if people storm the Supreme Court and they, they want to get that Amy Coney Barrett, the Amy Coney Barrett and the Brett Kavanaugh, you've unleashed the whirlwind, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. You won't know what hit you. This is a man who looks like he can't punch his way out of a wet paper bag. Will the media call this an insurrection? Will they cover it with all the rehearsed buzzwords they've been using ad nauseum? Will Jamie Raskin, loving the Constitution, documentary made available by MSNBC, what will Jamie Raskin say? The Marxist. He is a Marxist. He's a communist. He can get as upset as anyone, but he is. He's a communist. What will Adam Schiff have to say about this? If there is a breaching of the Supreme Court, is Christopher Wray going to use geolocation data to send FBI agents to interview every single 300-pound woman with orange hair who is screaming, F you! F you! 
within a 12-block radius of the Supreme Court? Is that what's going to happen? Or is it they're going to say, this is what what people do when their rights are under attack, when they feel like their government is not listening to them, when they feel like it is corrupt and is looking backwards. Oh, in other words, you'll justify it. You'll justify it. See, the Democratic Party's position is they're never allowed to lose. They're never allowed to lose. That's not allowed. And if they lose, all th- all methods to win are now justifiable. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. I want to throw this at you from the week. Alejandro Mayorkas swears up and down that the disinformation governance board is just a working group of people who, who are going to, you know, they're going to discuss best practices to be given to operators. Well, then why is it at the Disinformation Advisory Board? The Disinformation Advisory Board. It's the Disinformation Governance Board. But they swear they're not going to be monitoring American citizens. Swear up and down. We don't do that. It's not done. We don't do that. We're protecting free speech, privacy, all these things. By the way, it's not privacy if you expect other people to pay for your abortion with their tax dollars. That's not privacy. Privacy means it's you and you alone. If you want to do something, you and you alone, or you and a partner in private, well, that means nobody else is involved. If you say, well, I'm going to do what I want in private, but I'm going to create, it's not privacy if you're creating ramifications for other people, including the one you're aborting. But listen to this from the week. The CDC reportedly monitored the location data of millions of phones. Documents obtained by Vice News reveal that the Center for Disease Control and Prevention purchased access to the phone data of millions of Americans and not just for COVID-19 tracking. The CDC reportedly paid highly controversial data broker SafeGraph $420,000 last year for access to one year's worth of cell phone location data. The documents show that although the CDC used COVID-19 as a reason to buy access to the data more quickly, it intended to use it for more general purposes, writes Vice. SafeGraph's data shows insight into where people live, work, and where they go. The CDC's initial pandemic tracking usage was critical for ongoing response efforts, such as hourly monitoring of activity in curfew zones or detailed counts of visits to participating pharmacies for vaccine monitoring, according to the documents. But the documents also reveal 21 other ways the CDC planned to utilize the data, including tracking patterns of those visiting K-12 schools uh, by the school and examination of effectiveness of public policy of the Navajo Nation. So they were tracking students. They were tracking students. They were tracking me and you. They were tracking our cell phones. But we don't do that. We don't, we don't, we don't do that, said Alejandro Mayorkas. Well, you do. When you say we, do you mean we, the DHS, or we, the federal government? Under Joe Biden. So now you have a monitoring of American citizens. And it wouldn't matter if this were, it wouldn't matter if it happened under Donald Trump or 
Joe Biden. It seemed to be something that was secretive. In other words, in other words, the president doesn't know every single thing that these federal agencies are up to. And even with Congress's oversight, they're not up to speed on everything they're up to. Now, according to Vice, these documents are all dated 2021, but it wouldn't make a difference. You have federal authorities who no longer respect constitutional rights. And there is no constitutional right for an abortion. If you read Sam Alito's draft opinion, he explains that there's very little that is in the 14th or 9th Amendment that would create this newfound right to an abortion, unlike the right to keep and bear arms or the right of the people to assemble peaceably. Keyword, peaceably. These are rights codified in the Constitution. And let's be honest here. Can we be honest about something here? When it comes to gun control and abortion, there is a certain amount of, we don't like the people that support these things. When you're a leftist living in San Francisco who's never been to rural Oklahoma never met somebody who shoots on their their own property. You just have an image. The anti-gun movement doesn't see black women shooting, even though that's the greatest uptick in gun purchases in the United States is black women. That's wonderful. That means you're fully embracing your Second Amendment rights. You know, as a matter of fact, I would like it very much if the NRA or Gun Owners of America had buses parked outside of citizens swearing in ceremonies and drove them right to the gun shop. I would love that. I want black women, Asian women, Hispanic women, Jewish women, yes, Muslim women. If you're law-abiding, I don't care what kind of woman you are. Hell, you could be a trans woman for all I care. If you are a law-abiding citizen, embrace your constitutional rights, all of them. Now, you don't have to. The Constitution doesn't order you to have a gun. The right of the people to keep and bear arms is not an order, you know. And I wouldn't want it to be an order. You have to have a gun. Well, slow down. That's a full, that's you fully embracing your constitutional rights. Whoever you are, if you're a law-abiding legal citizen of this nation, I want you to fully embrace all of your constitutional rights. But abortion is not one of them. And when they say, well, we have to ban guns, well, look at the people in San Francisco or L.A. or Chicago or New York where gun violence is out of control. I mean, you pass laws. It's not making anybody safer. You have not made yourself any safer by passing these laws. Why? Because criminals don't follow laws. It is that simple. But you know that old saying, guns don't kill people, people kill people. To listen to most leftists, most Democrats, that is, the mere presence of the gun is the danger, is life puts life in danger. Having a gun puts life in danger. Now, can guns be dangerous? Sure. 
Are they toys? No. Should you handle them properly? Of course. Should you be responsible? Yes. Should you take a training class? Absolutely. Is it required? No. Lots of things are not required. Just because there are things that are, look, again, I said it early on. If the CDC had just given best practices and advice and not tried to use government or law, I think we'd have been better off. Good advice does not mean new laws. There's no constitutional requirement. But a gun's presence, a gun is an inanimate object. It only works when a person makes it work. Makes it work. It, it does not have a mind of its own. No guns that I know of are equipped with artificial intelligence to operate on their own. I mean, maybe you've got one of those drone drone things, but even then still requires a person to, to operate it. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Can't say that about abortion. There is no non-life-threatening abortion. A life ends with abortion. You can have a gun your entire life and never take a life, not even an animal's. I have guns. I've never taken a life. And I hope to God I never have to. And I don't hunt. I don't care if you do. I don't. Not currently, at least. That being said, there is no such thing as an abortion that doesn't take a life. So when you say guns don't kill people, people kill people, you could say abortion kills people. Abortion kills people. People kill people. There you go. There's no comparison. But where where we do see something, there is a certain amount of the people in, let's say, the Upper West Side of Manhattan or in San Francisco, they don't like that guy. They know they're not making themselves any safer or anyone else safer. They're not accomplishing anything that makes the nation better. They don't like the guy. They don't like me. Why don't I just say it? The guy in the camo hat with the pickup truck, with a Gadden flag, they don't like that stereotype. And because they don't like him, it's easy to want to take something away from him or her. But they don't see the diversity They don't see the reasoning. They just see Bubba, and they don't like him, and they don't trust him, and they think he's ignorant and too dangerous to have a gun, so they don't want him to have it. Am I right about that? Yes, I am. Now, when it comes to abortion, is there a certain amount of the loudest people that are out there, like we're seeing now, and the people that showed up Hillary Clinton's rally? Politically, do we not like those people? I don't know. Are they a laughable stereotype? Yeah. But that's not why we're opposed to abortion. We're opposed to abortion because we know what it is and what it means. And if you've noticed, I'm not making a faith-based argument. As a matter of fact, at some point in this program, I'm I'm going to read to you in straight scientific language. The September 13th, 1992 academic paper by a Dr. Martin Haskell called Dilation and Extraction for Late Second Trimester Abortion. And then I'm going to go over the fact that for since that time, 30 years, since Casey, as a matter of fact, the, the media and the academic left have tried to shield any discussion on what we call partial birth abortion. Going so far as to say, well, partial birth abortion is not a real medical term. 
you prefer dilation and extraction or dilation and evacuation, it's the same thing. You are taking a fully formed, viable human being, and you are dismembering it. You just don't like partial. See, follow the science. I'll follow the science all day. Do you want to know why I'm pro-life? It's not because I'm adopted. It's because I followed the science. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken ever. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.